Do you feel lost? Jesus explained his mission very simply, to seek and to save those who are lost. This is Saturday, January 20th. Now, none of us would want to be thought of as lost, but don't we often feel that way? And I think we know lostness in at least two ways. First, there is a personal lostness. Maybe feeling stuck, feeling like we're going nowhere, wondering what life is meant to be for us. Sure, it's another year, okay, but who cares? I'm just trying to get through another day. And so we feel listless, lost, a sadness of the soul. But I think there's also a corporate lostness. We feel as a people. We have no idea that our human history means anything. We feel no overarching sense of purpose. We don't know why we are here and what our lives are for, again, except to get through another day. I remember when Rick Warren, the pastor from California, published his book entitled The Purpose Driven Life. He cited in it a study in which philosophy professors from across the country were asked what they thought the purpose of life is. They're teaching their students about this. They must have answers. But the reality is they responded sharing that they didn't have answers. They had no direction to give. One professor even wrote back and said, if you find out, let me know. And he wasn't kidding. We have been so cut off from the sense of who we are and why we are here and what the meaning and purpose of our world and our history is. Our story is incoherent without God. Yet this is what we've been taught, what we've been nurtured in. Hear the words of Bertrand Russell. He's an atheist philosopher. He said this almost 100 years ago. About human beings, he said, his origin, his growth, his hopes and fears, his loves, and his beliefs are but the outcome of accidental co-locations of atoms. All the labors of the ages, all the devotion, all the inspiration, all the noonday brightness of human genius are destined to extinction in the vast death of the solar system and that the whole temple of man's achievement must inevitably be buried beneath the debris of a universe in ruins. Only within the scaffolding, scaffolding of these truths, only on the firm foundation of unyielding despair, can the soul's habitation henceforth be safely built. <laughs> wow! Could anything be more depressing? But this is the stuff we've been spoon-fed for decades, that our lives don't matter, and... History is not going anywhere, and the result is a deep dislocation of our souls, a soul depression, thinking there's no direction or purpose at all to our lives or what's happening in our world, thinking that when history, which has no abiding purpose, comes to an end, our world will add just a little more to the cosmic debris that fills our universe. Now, to solve this, we try to divert ourselves, to numb ourselves, so we don't have to think about it, with the fear that it might be true, that we might not matter at all. But Jesus shows up seeking us, and he comes to restore us to the story that our Father placed us in, to show us there is a purpose after all. There's meaning in our world and in our lives. Now we begin with lostness today, because in the parables of Jesus, that is what Jesus says. He is here for the lost. This is what we hear in the parable of the lost sheep. 
I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. That's Luke 15, verse 7. Jesus says that the rejoicing is over the lost one that is found, not the other sheep that are not lost. It is our lostness that commends us to the good shepherd, not the fact that we're put together, well-adjusted, and doing fine. And that's the problem. When people ask us how we're doing, that's our response. I'm fine. I'm, I'm just fine. But our shepherd has an eye on the strays. His attention is diverted from those not in need of finding. But of course, Jesus' comment here is tongue-in-cheek. Everyone is lost. Everyone needs Jesus to set out and bring them home to the Father. But as we have seen, not all of us can see our lostness. For this reason, we're not willing to be rescued. We're just fine, thank you. No, I don't need any help. But listen to what scripture says elsewhere. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5.8. Yes, all of us are stuck in the mud. None of us are, as we might put it, unlost. Newsflash, we can see this because each of us is driving in the express lane in the direction of our own death. But remember, this is what Jesus practices. It's resurrection. You see, each parable here, and we will see this even more closely in the next two weeks when we see the parable of the prodigal son, it's a death and resurrection story. The lost sheep is, for all intents and purposes, as good as dead, except that the shepherd goes and finds him. And the coin, well, it's already buried under the dirt of the floor of the house. Both experience of resurrection. And this is what God plans for each of us. But of course, we must be dead to be raised up. But not all of us can see that this is true for us. We still think we're able to get ourselves together, able to make progress, to move forward in life on our own. Yet Jesus' specialty is raising the dead. And that's the good news of the gospel. As we hear the father rejoice when the prodigal is home, my son who is dead is alive again, he says. That's your story. Once dead, now alive again. Once without purpose, now filled with glorious purpose. Once living in a bad story, now given a completely new story. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone. The new is here. It is the lost that Jesus finds, the dead that Jesus raises up, the people that have no way to commend themselves before God that Jesus protects and gives us gives a place to stand. This is the gospel. Let's pray. Father of all grace, we are so lost we don't know it. We're dead already. What we need is not a little help, but a complete resurrection. Thank you for sending Jesus, who himself is raised up so that we might understand your purpose in us to raise us up as well in him. We thank you and pray in his name. Amen.